What's going on, geeks? I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. You're listening to episode 155 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Joe Morgan. Gadzooks. And Shelly Walter. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about Fallout 76 being radioactive, Lion King being an animated live action. I, I had to read that again. I was like, wait, what? Yes. Yeah, and it's Jody weird. Whitaker. Already leaving Doctor Who. Hmm. It's kind of crazy. But first, special shout out to our Patreon at patreon.com slash geeksundergrace. Brian Struther, Jordan Garner, Michael Miller Jr., Casey Cobble, Jason Wilgerson, and everyone else who donates. We really appreciate all of you. Thank Yay. you so very much. We just got our things printed, the flyers that they are in. Not flyers. I don't know how to put them. They're handouts. They're they they kind of are flyers. I mean, they're they're small enough to hold in your hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to use every word but tracked. <laughs> they're not tracked. They're really not. No. <laughs> they're not trifold. Yeah. They uh, they do they do share the gospel. So they might be a tract, but I I won't call them that because they're also more than that. They I I don't want the conversation. I feel like with a tract, you you give it to them and then you never talk to them again. Yeah, and we're mm-hmm. hoping the very opposite with this. We want it to not be random. We want we want to give them to people who we do interact with. Uh, hopefully, are praying for. Or maybe wearing T-shirts that we just got as well, um, telling people if they need prayer just to ask us, and then uh, hand these off to them, and hopefully they will in- impact people. And that's through our patrons. You guys paid for both of those things, so thank you. Uh, you are literally it's it's you who is going out and impacting people's lives. It's through you. <sighs> Before I get all emotional, <laughs> I I also wanted to mention that we have a special interview with Nerdcore rapper. Nerdcore just means like super nerd heavy on the references. Mm. Uh, ben Knight. LJ is going to be interviewing him. I think, I know he records tomorrow from this recording, from when you guys hear this. But I, I want to say he's doing it a week after it's going up. Maybe two weeks after. It'll be soon. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Oh, and Scott Early. I totally missed Scott Early's name in the Patreon. Oh, no. He's, he's someone else who, who donates. You get a special shout out because I forgot. So you, you get this exclusive by yourself. Scott Early is awesome. <laughs> what, are you, what are you guys gaming? Doing in gaming? Because I haven't done much. As far as the game world goes. Hmm. I've just been playing Let's Go Pikachu all the time. That's fine. A lot. I've been playing quite a bit. I am nowhere near as far as Shelly is. Yeah, though. I just beat, right before we started recording, I beat Blaine. He's the uh, okay. second to last gym leader. So I beat Misty last night, so I have two gyms down. Sweet. Yeah, you guys are like opposite ends of the map. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. I'm on well, Cinder Island. I had a super slow miles. start. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was, I was really struggling the first couple of weeks, like, last week, mm-hmm. because the lack of combat combat was driving me nuts. Like, are, z- Shelly will know this, are the legendaries there still in their spots that they were as when we were kids? They should be. I, I, I haven't actually checked. Did you ever play the original Red, Blue, or Fire Red? 
I played League Green. Okay. Yeah. So I know. I um, assume they're all in the same places. It's it's very very similar to Yellow, like in okay. placement of everything of people of um, Pokemon. Yeah, of, like including I've, the truck. Yeah, I've got the dome nothing. fossil. <laughs> fossil. Yeah. The Does the truck fossil, do anything? Yeah. Have you? I got the Helix moved? fossil, but have you moved the truck? Nice. No. Does the truck move? I don't think so. Ah. If it didn't back then, does it now? Well, mm. <laughs> I mean, that truck. It wasn't supposed drives, to then. It drove me nuts as a kid. <laughs> no, it sounds like it didn't drive anything. True. Yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know, I, I forget that like people may not actually know this. In the original red, blue, yellow, I would assume leaf green and fire red. I don't actually remember. There is a truck. And the rumor was that if you use strength on the truck, you would move it and a mew would be underneath of it. And the reason that's a big deal is because to get to that truck, you couldn't go into SSN, which means you couldn't get the move cut. So you literally had to get someone to trade with you a Pokemon that new cut and then play through the entire game with that Pokemon as your cut user so that you could get to the stupid truck once you learn to surf. Hmm. Or get a Pokemon to learn to surf. Trade it over to you, I guess, as well. But the truck never moved. It was a lie. The truck is a lie. Yeah. Rip well, the before the cake ever was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've turned a cornerstone on it, though. Like I, I'm enjoying it. I've got quite a few i've well not quite a few i've probably got five six hours in it now yeah okay so good it really does take a little bit to really understand like okay this is kind of the flow this is how it goes there's yeah so yeah and the combat is still good in it it's fun seeing all the different animations for the attacks and stuff too Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah that's a good one i played a lot this weekend because I was at my grandparents' place. They have a theater room with a projector. So I was playing on a big screen. Oh, that's it was cool. really fun. Um, so I got to, I believe Fuchsia City is the one that you have to reach to get a connection. It, they replaced the Safari Zone with the Pokemon Go Zone. Um, okay. If that's what it's called. It's basically the place where you transfer it's- Pokemon Go Pokemon to your game. They have to cross the go zone layer. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. Um, But yeah, so I I reached there over the weekend. Um, I'm obviously past it now, but I had the most trouble getting my game to connect. Because what they don't, they do, they're very, very unclear um, with instructions in this game, not just with this. I think especially with this, but they're not very clear with some things. Like, I know with the catching mechanic, they're not very clear on how you're supposed to catch Pokemon when they're moving around. Because yeah. obviously when they're straight in front of you, it's pretty easy. You just, you know, do it straight in front of you. But if it's to the right. side, there's, like, technique, kind of, that you gotta, you gotta Can... like, practice it. And they don't tell you what to do. You just gotta try so, it, which is annoying. I wow. know... On, on the phone game, you could, like, spin the ball yeah. and throw it with curve. Can you do that in this? I haven't even tried. I haven't tried. I don't know what you would do for that, so that'd be okay. cool. If Pokemon's moving back and forth, can you still hit the button to catch them, or do you have to do something different? 
when it's in handheld mode, you can like you can actually yeah. move the switch See, around to, to follow the. It makes perfect sense. It's like you could do yeah. that. It's easy. When it's on the screen, okay. you can't really move your position that much. You have to throw towards the thing. Okay. And okay. basically, yeah, that's not clear. But what I'm saying is that the instructions for how to connect the mobile game and this game were super unclear because not only do you need to connect it from the phone to your Switch, you also need to connect from the Switch to your phone prior to going to the Pokemon Go Park Zone where you'll go in. And here's the thing. I did those things because I'm like, okay, clearly this is what you're supposed to do. And so I had my phone connected to the Switch, had my Switch connected to my phone, and then I went to the Pokemon Go Zone and then it said it was searching for an account. And I was confused because I'm just like, well, this is already connected. But apparently, that was when I was supposed to go into the game and select which Pokemon I was supposed to transfer. I would want to transfer. They were super unclear with that. So I actually had to look it up online. There were five or six steps that were very clearly defined online that people just discovered. So I finally managed to make it work. I got into the zone. I got to catch my own Pokemon. Now I have them with me. But it was kind of dumb. For those listening, how do you do it? What? How, How do you do it quickly? Okay. Yeah. So on your mobile game, you need to have it close to your Switch. You need to make sure that there's not a lot of Bluetooth stuff going on. Because Bluetooth okay. stuff also interferes with it, that I learned, which is weird. You have to actually wow. have it very close. It's very precise. Um, you have it connect to your Switch. And then on the Switch, you go into Options. Um, well, you go into the menu, you hit Y for Options. In Options, you get select Pokemon Go settings. And then you could go in there, and then it'll find your account. And it'll say, oh, searching for account. Is this your account? And, you know... It'll show up and then you'll say yes. It's like, okay, now you can go to Fuchsia City, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, yay. Then you go into Fuchsia City. You go to the place where the Safari Zone was. You talk to the guy in the front and then say, you say, bring Pokemon. Usually if you want to bring Pokemon in from the game. Um, And then it'll say like, okay, like we're going to connect. And then it says like waiting for account or searching for account or something. That's when you go on your phone and... um, you hit, there's a, if you look at your Pokemon, there's a little icon, a switch icon that should be there if your phone's connected. Um, you hit the switch icon and then you select all the Pokemon that you want transferred. Then you hit transfer and then on the switch, it'll say, okay, now we're transferring them. And then, oh, wow. yeah, but then you'll be able to go into your park, which there's like now multiple our listeners different know parks. how to do it. Yeah. And now you know, because I didn't. And it was really dumb and frustrating. I was getting upset. I was like, this is stupid. I had to reconnect like three times to make it work. So, um, thankfully, I'm just going to stick to the old school way. Yeah. I'm not going to connect my. The only reason I connected was for ones that were in Eevee that I. Oh, okay. Like, I got. That makes sense. I chose Hitmonlee because my Pokemon Go has Hitmonchan. I transferred okay. Hitmonchan, and he's, like, impossible to catch because he's a really strong Hitmonchan, and I wasted a bunch of berries and Ultra Balls trying to catch him, and it wasn't working. Oh, you still have to catch him once you connect. Yeah, you do. So if they're oh. strong, that's going to oh, be wow. hard. I have no. I don't have any legendaries on Pokemon Go. I have no idea how those work. Okay. Like, catching them. I, I bet it's really hard. So. Okay. Man. Huh. Yep. 
So good luck if you want to do that. <laughs> I knew from the beginning I wasn't going to implement that feature much. I'm probably not going to go back and use it again because it's just stupid. But if you're really Man. passionate about that, just beware. Yeah. Cool. For myself, I've been playing more Blackout 4, of course. Uh, me and my buddy's been playing Blackout. I said Blackout 4, didn't I? Black mm -hmm. Ops 4. Black Ops Blackout. 4. We've, been, we've been playing Blackout a lot. Like, we won over the Thanksgiving Black Friday holiday. We probably won another eight squad matches oh, wow. of Blackout. So I think I'm up to 19 squad wins. It's We've been playing a lot. Mm. <laughs> so that's kind of been my jam. Uh, Tetris Effect, I put another 10 or 15 hours into it. I'm kind of just playing two or three hours a night. It kind of helps me focus and mellow out a little bit. And I can kind of I can watch my performance degrade, and I know at that point, like, okay, I need to turn everything off and go to bed now. Yeah, <laughs> I have crossed the threshold. I can't mentally keep up anymore. Time to call it. But that game is so good. I've got like fifty hours in a Tetris game, y'all. That's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. In twenty eighteen, oh, it's so good, and I'm still excited to turn it on every day. So. I think my account's like level 38 or 39, and there's a trophy for hitting 100. Ooh. So that's my goal. So I'll talk to you in six months when I got it. Oh, heck. Okay. Um, and then I tried a little bit of Fallout 76 out. I've got about five hours in it. That world is super, super empty. Hmm. There are only 24 people per server. And anything you build stays around with you when you go from server to server. But every time I fired up on my Xbox One X, it it puts you in a different server. Now, I will okay. say I did have a really cool experience the first night. Okay, I come out of the vault. I'm running around West Virginia here. I'm, I'm running over the hills and stuff. <laughs> and I literally start hearing music. I'm like, okay, you can have radios turned on and stuff, but... This isn't radio music. So I start going toward the music. I crest a hill, and there are three high-level players sitting on a stage in front of a campfire that they've created, I, I think. But they all three are playing different musical instruments, and they're just having a jam session out wow. there. Wow. And I heard That's it from cool. clear over the other mountain and, and went to seek it out and found them. And I, I just fun. thought that was really cool. Wow. But apart from that, I have seen no one. All of the quests, like you pick them up by reading terminals and stuff, it's super straightforward, very cut and dry, not really that interesting. I did uh, force my way into a technical building and hacked my way through a computer terminal and got my first power armor. Oh, so but, okay. Like, Vats doesn't... I don't think Vats even exists in this game because it's multiplayer, so like... Freezing time and aiming shots is pointless. There's, it doesn't exist. And if it does, I haven't figured out how to do it yet. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it's still built on the same engine that Fallout 4 was on. So it's not right. really... It's not particularly great looking. And I've seen it get framey. Like, why is, why is a game built on an engine that was released in 2015 framey on an Xbox One X in 2018? That shouldn't happen. Hmm. I, it's, yeah, it's I, weird. I want to like it because I like Fallout, and the core of the Fallout 4 engine is here, but there's just not anything really worth doing. Is it? There's no NPCs. 
Uh, no, there are robots. Okay. Like the little Mr. Handies and that sort of thing. Right. And you can run into the other players, but like I said, there's only 24 players on an entire server. And and the map is like four times bigger than Fallout 4's map. It's a huge map. Is it all wasteland? I mean, obviously it's wasteland, but I mean, is it empty wasteland or is it little town building, cities? They got, they got little towns and stuff every... I mean, they space it out pretty well, but... There's not a lot going on in those towns. Like you find a terminal, you pick up a quest, you follow this quest to ultimately find a dead person that will lead you to the next chain in the quest, and then you go back and log your results in the terminal. That's that's pretty much the flow of everything in the game. Ugh. So I I get it, but I I don't. Want... <laughs> Are have you? I've heard it's very buggy. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I sit down to rest on a bed and mm-hmm. fell asleep. I stood up after I'd rested. I tried to get up and walk away, and it glitched me to the outside of the house, and I fell two stories. Oh, no, that's wow. so dumb. That's not even a fun <laughs> bug. That's a. Do you nah. lose stuff when you die? I don't know. I've not died yet. Okay, you just fell. Yeah, and stories left. But there are a couple of crazy stories floating around about this. The the one I'm sure everybody's heard is the one where there are only three nukes per map, and it takes a lot of work to get those nuke codes. Yeah. But this one server, everybody worked together, and they got all the nuke codes, and they triggered all three nukes at the same time, and froze up the game. It, or sh- it crashed the server. Yeah, it right? crashed the server. <laughs> so essentially, what dropping a nuke does, it's not intended to be one of these things. Where uh, my original fear was. Dropping a nuke is going to be a way to just tick off other people. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's not the intention at all. Dropping a nuke is supposed to spawn these crazy high-level characters, so it basically makes a raid for people to go in and try to get high gear and stuff. Yeah. Okay. I... My my wife says I get lonely in games, and I think that's that's fair. Like, I I don't think I could enjoy it because I I want very populated towns. Yeah. That's like, not happening with Fallout. Yeah, if town, I I need towns in general. So the fact that they have them is good, even if they're little ones. But I want them to be populated, and I want people to be. That to me makes the life, the game feel much more alive when I can see NPCs running around like living. That's something I love about Red yeah. Dead is, and I'm not gonna, I'm not talk about Red Dead a lot, but I I love the fact that I could follow someone all day. And like I mean, see a whole daily routine. Bethesda can do this. Skyrim is the first game that ever instituted a system like that. Yeah. Every NPC had their own daily routine. Mm-hmm. It's just there are no NPCs here. Um see, the only I thing that lonely. I've the only thing I've had happen outside of that of, of finding those high level players playing their instruments around a campfire. I had a they have world events that will spawn. And so I had one spawn where I had to I mean, and this is the extent of it. Like, an NPC spun up, you run across him, and uh, an NPC, uh, a robot spun up, and he was he was busted on the ground. He said, hey, my control module's over there. Can you go get it for me? So you run over, grab a control module, stick it in his head, and he goes, I have a message to deliver. I need you to get me, help me get there. And you have to escort him for 20 minutes across the map while ghouls are running out to attack him. Help me, Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. And then you get there, you finish the whole thing, it gives you a funny little ha-ha moment, because the message he's delivering is like, he goes to this this bombed-out building, and he's like, you forgot to pay your taxes, you're going to be late if you don't, da-da-da-da, like, <laughs> okay, well, everybody's dead, so good one. 
<laughs> no, it's okay. I, I want to like it, but it's super not got anything to pull me back to it. That's fair. Uh, and then finally, I got a couple of tabletop games. I've not had a chance to play them yet. I just got them in though. Uh, one is called Fightlings. I got the Kickstarter back. I, I backed it on Kickstarter, but I, I wrote a preview for it up on the site. If you look for Fightlings, it's a card game, two player card game. Uh, you shuffle two decks together, face down, and then it's a memory matching game, right? So, but when you match the cards together, like same card for the same team, you get to pick it up and use it. Like if it's a monster, you can use it to attack or defend. If it's a spell, you can use it to hit your enemy, that sort of thing. Oh, okay. So it kind of m- mixes a little bit of TCG with a memory matching game. Uh, cool. The the other one is a game called Keyforge, and this is one that I, I'm fascinated with. I got a few decks. I managed to get them online uh, before they got too crazy expensive. It's made by the same guy that did Magic the Gathering. He created Magic the Gathering. Uh, his name, let me pull out one of these decks here. Richard Garfield. Hmm. So he created, he created Magic the Gathering back in the day, and this is the newest game from him. Every deck is 37 cards. Every deck is completely unique with its own unique backing. Like, literally every card printed for this game is unique. Wow. So it is not a trading card game. You cannot trade cards from one deck to another. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So you spend $10, you get a deck. Nobody else on Earth is going to have that deck. They said that there are something like Mathematically, they can make 1.1 septillion unique decks. Oh my goodness! With with the base set of this game. Okay. So I've got seven decks. I'm going to give a couple to a buddy. I'm going to give a couple to a couple other friends, and then I want to try it out because it looks the the concept drew me in. You know. Yeah. It. I mean, it sounds cool. I'm really intrigued by it. Um, and then, yeah. Speaking of Richard Garfield, though, we'll go ahead and get into the game releases, if you're cool with that. Yeah, I'm fine. Go for it. Richard Garfield, this card game designer, another game that he designed is coming out on PC this week. Anybody that plays Dota is going to know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a game called Artifact. Oh, yeah. This is the Dota trading card game. Oh, yeah. All right. I heard about that. And it's going to be very similar to Magic, then. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Because um, Richard Garfield was also... Uh, Netrunner was one that he also designed. Uh, he's he's had his hand in some really prolific card games over the years. But Artifact is set up just like Dota. It's got three lanes. But uh, the game's going to be 20 bucks. Comes with, I think, one or two starter decks. And from that point on, everybody's got to buy booster packs by hand. Like, there's no free way to earn cards Wow. So it's twenty dollars for everybody to get into it and then I wonder and then if you that pay sets for up a play to win a pay to win situation. I don't think that's gonna be the case. I mean I, I don't know. I've not played it yet, obviously. So I couldn't like you can get the base answer. deck, but if you want to win, you're gonna need these other cards that you can't get unless you I mean the base deck the base decks are gonna be competitive, but yeah, like there's a lot you won't have access to if you don't Hmm. buy booster packs now they're going to use the the steam marketplace really heavily for this like 
people are going to be able to list individual cards on the marketplace. Okay. So if you got Steam credit, you can buy the cards to suit your deck or whatever. Huh. Um, the only other game coming out this week is a little game called Darksiders 3. And THQ <laughs> Nordic. Huh. This is not the same company that did the other two, right? So in name it is. In actuality, it's not. Oh, okay. T- THQ did the other two, but that's there's a crazy history behind the current THQ Nordic and the version of THQ that used to exist. Whoa. I'm glad you were knowledgeable on that, because I was like, I've heard something about this. Yeah, I'm still... Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, it's... it's In name, it's the same publisher. In reality, it's not. Yeah. So, this company became... THQ after they bought a bunch of their properties up when the previous THQ had to fold. I've heard Darksiders 2 is a great Zelda game. Darksiders 1 is a great Zelda game. Darksiders 1, okay. Darksiders 1 is probably my favorite Zelda game, uh, with the exception of Breath of the Wild. Okay. <laughs> I, now, what it, we mean by that is dungeon Yeah, it's puzzles. it's got the it's got that Zelda cadence to it where you walk in you get a new item you use that to help you solve the puzzles in the dungeon then you fight a boss and the aesthetic like i I loved the original darksiders where you were playing as war so in these games you play as the four horsemen of the apocalypse in darksiders 3 they've taken some liberties um it's not famine and pestilence you you (laughs) play as war in the first one death in the second one you're playing as fury in the third one Okay. So they've kind of substituted a Horseman of the Apocalypse there, but she hmm. uses like a chain whip sword. It looks really cool. Uh, Ooh, that sounds cool. I'm, I'm interested to see how it turns out. But those are really the only big games in the pool list this week. We'll backpedal into the news. Yeah. So we got some, some news on Red Dead Online. I know you, Cody, you've already <sighs> finished the story, right? I did. So are you ready to pick it up and play online with other people? Yeah, I think LJ, he said something to the effect of, ready to saddle up again? And I was like, I, re- I really haven't stopped. Like, Yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> I've still been playing it. I'm excited to do more. I've got this really cool world. I'm, I want more of it. So some of this is already going to pass by the time that this episode is live. But Tuesday, November 27th, people who own the Ultimate Edition of the game will be able to play the beta. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, everybody else who's played the base game is going to be able to is going to be able to jump in and try that beta out. Sweet. November twenty eighth through the thirtieth. I'm ready. In the words you'll of SpongeBob, to, so you'll have to let us know next week how it is. Yeah, definitely. Um, Fallout seventy six. So you know, I just finished talking about it, but they've already made massive price cuts on it. This was Black Friday weekend. Um, that game dropped to thirty five dollars, and it was sixty like two weeks ago. Yeah, that's when I when insane. I bought it. That's kind of so weird. Are they Ooh. compensating anyone? So the way that they're going to compensate folks, because you know it's the internet, they raised a stink about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. they, they're going to give people the in game currency atoms, and atoms can be used to buy like. Wait! Um, stop! Stop! Bottle caps are not the currency, dude. Right. <laughs> so I'm officially over this game. <laughs> well, bottle caps are, an, so are an in-game currency. Okay, they're a form of currency. Atoms are the real money currency. 
Okay. Right, because it's and that type can, of game. Right. Yeah. And you can earn atoms by playing, but atoms are cashed in to do like. So um, you get like aesthetic, aesthetic stuff? Items. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those. I want a cool okay. pair of sunglasses or I want a really goofy outfit or whatever. Yeah. So bottle caps still play a role? Yeah. Yeah. You still oh, get bottle okay. caps in the game. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think I have about 120 bottle caps or something right now. <laughs> okay. I was like, they can't get rid of bottle caps. Right? Yeah. Give it a no. new name. And and if you drink a Nuka Cola in the game, you will get one extra bottle cap in your inventory. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Does yeah. it cost bottle caps to get one of those though? Yes. Uh well, not the way that I scavenge. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's Fallout's always been a very scavenge heavy game. Yeah. Um finally talking about Zelda games, you know, we were talking about uh we were talking about Darksiders there a minute ago. There's a rumor floating around that Skyward Sword may be making it to the Switch. That'd be... I, you're a fan of this game, Joe, right? I played through all of it, yeah. I, I There aren't a lot of Zelda games that I have actually taken the time to finish. Like, oh, wow. I've only beaten the camel in Breath of the Wild. I haven't beaten any of the other beasts. I've not beaten the game. But I've got 40 hours Dude, in It's one game. of your favorite games. I said it's one of my favorite Zelda, Zelda games. Zelda games, that's true. Mm-hmm. I think Darksiders 1 is better, but still. I um, I won't like completely trash on Skyward Sword. I was really excited. I, I felt kind of dumb because I got there on release day. I went to GameStop, and they didn't have like a midnight release or anything. So I got there like as soon as it was open, and I was the only person grabbing the game. Really? Yeah. Oh. It was not a huge deal where I was at, apparently. But I, uh, I don't know. I don't like the fact that you teleport from place to place you it did these... require that motion plus controller at the time too it did yeah yeah but a lot but of that's had a, built into joy cons portals to oh the yeah levels. And well, I was you, like, they weren't portals i mean you were you were using birds to fly you to places yeah and then you would jump through a hole to yeah. get to the world that you wanted <laughs> to the level yeah. you wanted to get to right i to me it really took out the exploration that i love about zelda so i think Breath of the Wild is a great turn with that. Okay. It was fun, though. I like the I thought, story and the fact that it's like this prequel to everything that happens. Well, and I thought that the motion... Yeah, the prequel thing is cool. I thought the motion combat was good. Like, yeah. I, it was worth picking up the Wii Motion Plus to, to experience that. Yeah, you can, game. you can mash the Well, and so, I mean, the Joy-Cons have things. that functionality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Joy-Cons will be able to do it really well. Maybe even improved. Yeah, I mean the Joy Cons are are very accurate. I, I would I would say much more accurate than the Wii Motion Plus. So mm-hmm. I th- I think it would make sense to see it come over. Yeah, it's an easy cash grab. I think it would make more sense to give me the Metroid Prime Trilogy so I could experience all of those on the Switch. Yeah, that's what I want. I that's, want the original uh, Legend of Zelda to be given a 3D HD. Oh, HD remake. That would be so <laughs> weird. That would be weird. I don't know what that Completely would look like. Completely redone, but same map. I... From a different perspective. Okay. And then call it Zelda. I don't know. Call mm. it Zorlda. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually wanted that with Link to the Past more than the original. I think that would be really cool to get this. Link TV. to the Past is an absolute classic. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be really fun and like. I always said Ocarina of Time. At this point, they need to do it more of a modern twist. But that yeah. three to change the perspective of one of those old games and make it 
it's amazing. It would be so cool. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's all I got for games this week. Shelly, what you got going on over in movies? Yeah, if I, none of us have seen any movies. <laughs> I saw a movie. What'd you watch? So, what'd you see? I went and saw Ralph Breaks the Internet. Tell me How it was amazing. Was it? I hope it's good. Was it good? <laughs> it was okay. It was good. It was okay? It was okay? Cody! Yeah, so here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. Okay. I, I really enjoyed the first one, and I think many gamers loved the first one because it did justice to the gamers this one is not about video games it's about the internet and so it was good in the sense that um it was very relevant which props to them for staying relevant on internet memes because that's so hard to do they did fall short on a few things they had grumpy cat and i was like that's a few years old grumpy cat's a classic dude that's true they grumpy cat and then I don't know, but for the most part, it, it stayed very relevant uh, internet-wise and was really good about all of that. Okay. I, I think just the Easter eggs, though, weren't as fun for me as a gamer as they were in the first one because there were so many Easter eggs. It was like Ready Player One before Ready Player One came right. out. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I did find it interesting. It's not called Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. Ralph Breaks the Internet Ralph, or anything. Yeah. It is Ralph Breaks the Internet. And I don't know. It was it was fun. It was funny. I am ready for a Disney Princess crossover movie. It needs to happen. Like you mean all the different princesses doing stuff in other each other's worlds? Yeah. Okay. And this they're they're hanging out in that in that room and that's kind right. of explained in the movie. Right. They're awesome. And it's all voiced by the same characters and the way that they interact with each other is really cool just seeing uh, they they have one of the commercials, a really good example of, I can't remember her name from Brave. Merida? Merida. Mm-hmm. She says something, and you can't understand her at all. And they're like, yeah, we can't understand her either. <laughs> <laughs> but just Aww. just the interaction that they have with each other is, is super, super cool. I, I think I was more, I think I was mostly excited about that in the movie. But I don't want to say it's a bad movie at all. I just... I wanted another Wreck-It Ralph full of video game mm-hmm. Right. And that's not what this was. I see. So, props to them. They, they did a good job. There are two end credit scenes. Two? Okay. Yeah. Okay, Disney. So, definitely stay to the very <laughs> end of the credits. Okay. You will be uh, happy. Oh, you'll, okay. You'll smile. Sure. <laughs> sure. I, I think that's, that's basically all there really is to say about it. It's just, it was fun, but it was not Wreck-It Ralph 1. Okay. Yeah. Now we can get into the news. We can get into some yeah. movie news. Okay. So, first bit of news, you probably are familiar uh, with the new Lion King trailer that's out. Probably familiar because it's actually broken yeah. records for Disney with how popular it is. I haven't seen it yet. Over 200. Joe hates Lion King. <laughs> oh. I felt zero drive to go see it. <laughs> Joe is the only person in the world that's like, nah, I am good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very popular. It got over 220 million views uh, within 24 hours, which is breaks their re- Disney's record for their most popular trailer. I wonder what has the most, because you would think it would be a Disney movie with how much they are just ruling the world. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, too. I'm not... 
sure what it is. LJ, look it up or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. I don't know. Does it, um, does it show Timon and Pumbaa? It's okay. They follow the theme like every single other Disney um, remake they've done so far in, in the sense that they just did the original trailer for the original movie, but with the new style. Oh, okay. So no Timon and Pumbaa. It's just they're all coming together and then they put the little red mark on Simba and then they lift him up and it's like Lion King and then it shows off all the famous names. That's different. They show off like all the famous names um, yeah. that are going to be in it. Tell me Jonathan Taylor Thomas has a role in that. I don't actually know. I don't remember. Uh, he was the original Simba. I know. Okay. I don't know if he'll be John a- Oliver Mufasa is going to is... be in it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, James Earl Jones, not all new voice actors. Not LJ all, says new, all new voice actors. James Earl Jones plays Mufasa. It's the same. <laughs> and I don't think they're even using the same. Like, he re recorded. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's it not definitely the sounds same like exact thing. Which is. So, so is it still going to be a musical? I don't know. I don't it know. Be. It better be. Otherwise, it's going to be really it better boring. better not be. <laughs> I'm not going to enjoy it if there's no. Uh, Oh, I just can't wait to be king. I love that song. Like, I want to sing along. Did you ever play the Sega Genesis game, Joe? Oh, yeah. Am I the only one who didn't think it was that hard? You must be. I always got hung up at the stampede. Hmm. So, I got... I, I will say this, and I don't I, cause I don't want people to be like, oh, he's lying. Lying. I used the game Genie. <laughs> no, I, I did have a really hard time when... Simba becomes an adult in that game. Okay. Hmm. But people were like, I bet you can't beat the first level, first couple levels. And I was like, I got way past the first couple levels. Like, I beat the Stampede, and then there's stuff after that. Yeah. With Timon and Pumbaa, and yeah, I, I don't remember that game being nearly as difficult as people say it was. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, but... I don't know. It's it has a lot of big names. It has Donald it Glover. Cool. It has Beyonce. It has John Oliver. It has obviously James Earl yeah. Jones. I Donald Glover plays Simba. Yes, Simba. Which is gonna be really cool. So I'm not worried about that. I just I I don't know. It's just I don't like. I'm still not a fan of Disney's trends to to remake all of their original things because at this point it's making it seem like 2d animation is obsolete and not good anymore which is a lie because that animation style is beautiful and amazing that's true and even frozen's be. got kind of a I 3d really, exactly i want them to re not re-released but to re- release an original movie with that style i would love that i'm pretty sure what was the last one it was like princess and the frog i'm pretty sure yeah, was there one I, after I that that's... i don't think so I don't think so. That's so sad. I love that movie. The animation's just gorgeous. I just... It it worries me that... Yeah, that again is sort of giving off this uh, vibe that that stuff's obsolete and not good enough anymore. When really that's a perfectly valid and beautiful art style. So, I don't know. That's my opinion. Maybe it'll be amazing. Maybe it'll be trash. I guess we'll have to see. Huh, but our next bit movie news uh, regards the Hellboy movie. So Hopper's going to be Hellboy. I think we might have mentioned that before. And yeah. I'm just always going to refer to as a, him as Hopper because that's just who he is <laughs> um, from Stranger Things. So we got a new image. We also have a note from the director um, saying that because they kind of want to make it a little bit more comic related, uh, there's going to be more violence, blood, gore, 
that sort of thing. So it's definitely going to be rated R. Um, and it's going to be... Which I feel like Hellboy needs to be. Yeah, I think if they're really trying to go for original Hellboy comic look and feel. So. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. I, I don't really follow Hellboy. Really? I don't either, but I, I do like the other Hellboy movies. Yeah, I think it would be I think it'll be good. I think he's a I don't know, is he considered a hero? <laughs> is he Uh that's a good question. He's at least <laughs> a comic book character that I feel like is looked over a lot. Yeah. So I think it'll be good to sort of I have I think this. he's a hero. I mean Yeah. I think so. At least at the very least he's an anti hero. He's not a villain. Exactly. He's not a villain. There we go. Um, maybe he's like Deadpool. <laughs> he's just not Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that should be good, probably. It'll be cheaper to make than the Del Toro movies, which could be good. I feel like recently there have been more and more movies sort of going for a cheaper budget, and those movies have turned out really good. Now there's Disney, who's just like, throw all the money at the screen and make it amazing. But that's Disney's yeah. thing. Doesn't need to be anyone else's thing. Because they have the money to do it. No one else does. Uh, Disney's really kind of taken... <laughs> has really taken this, like... They're, they're almost a different level of movie than everyone else. Like, you look at Warner Bros. And their best is so far away from, like, yeah. Disney's best. It's just kind of annoying. There's a huge gap anymore between the two. Yeah. So... But yeah, um, if you're a fan of Hellboy, definitely follow that news and check that stuff out because that's pretty exciting. I think it's going to end up being pretty good. Finally, yeah. uh, another new movie coming out is the Monster Hunter movie. And um, people are not very excited about the new image that was released. So we got um, Jojovich. She's going to be the main uh, character. Right. So they have a they have an image of her and some other guy running, and they're all decked out in their fancy cosplay armor. It just looks like really good cosplay to me. <laughs> it looks like very good cosplay, but still, Dude, she looks that, like she's still in Resident say, Evil. Yeah, she doesn't look that different, but he he looks like he fits the world. Yeah, yeah. which makes sense because she. So they put a tiny synopsis sort of thing connected with the image that basically talks about how. Um, Lieutenant Artemis, uh, that's her name, comes from our world and was transferred to another world, which is the no! Monster Hunter world. And so she runs into fan, she runs into this guy who I'm assuming is the other guy in the picture because he clearly looks like he knows what he's doing. Um, and they <laughs> team up to sort of fight and survive and you know whatever you do in Monster Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. You just hunt monsters, cut them up, I, and wear they're their gonna make a story bodies. out of it. They're gonna try to make a story out of it. I don't. I mean, Monster Hunter actually, Monster Hunter World had a great story, and oh. it was like eighty hours long. Oh wow! Okay. Let's make an eighty-hour-long movie, Joe. I don't want a movie where somebody comes from this world to go to that one, though. Come on. I was just thinking, like, how mad would you be if they finally made a, a Zelda movie or a Metroid movie? Mm-hmm. And Link or Samus didn't know who they were, and they just woke up as a, a player in another world. With Zelda, they could almost make that work, and you'd be, you'd be mad, though. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be a good idea. 
I don't think I would they like could say that. that Link incarnation is this random player from another world, but mm-hmm. I would be really bummed if that was the case. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I'm not, I don't have connections with Monster Hunter Universe. I never played one of those games. I know people are very passionate about it, though. So this could be either really good or really bad, but especially with how Resident Evil went, she looks kind of the same as she did in Resident Evil. It's by, well, I guess it's not by exactly the same thing, same people, right? Or is it? I don't know. Like the same director. Same dir- oh, okay. So. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't make me comfortable if it's by the same people. Because I know people yeah. do not like Resident Those Evil. movies, they're bad, but they're like good, bad. Are they like Sharknado good, bad? Yeah. Oh, they no. definitely have a following. Like, <laughs> they've got this... They're, they're not as bad as Sharknado, but yeah. they've got this cheesiness to them that makes you kind of laugh. Especially the last, like, uh, in the middle, there, there's one where they literally go into this building and the whole idea of it is that they're fighting these tests from like, I don't know, it's kind of this GLaDOS portal situation where someone is testing them and they have to stay alive mm-hmm. and there are Nazi zombies. And yeah, you, it, I mean, it's, I just, it's really That just doesn't ridiculous. even sound good. Yeah. <sighs> so... I don't know. If you are a Monster Hunter fan, if you have very strong opinions on this, go ahead and tweet at us. Then we're sorry. Tweet us. (laughs) Let us know how you feel. Yeah. Because we don't know how you feel unless you tell us. Cool. And finally, it's not really news. It's just news for news. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Hugh Jackman says he's going to make a big announcement on Thursday. We have no idea what that entails, but he makes it sound like I bet it's something... I bet it's something with Deadpool. That'd be insane. That'd be cool. I mean, those guys do stuff together all the time. True. The real hope I think everyone is hoping for is that he will say that he's coming to Marvel when the Fox deal goes through. That he'll Mm. be returning as Wolverine. I don't think they would leave that to him to announce. And I think it's too early to announce it. Yeah, and, and... I don't know. It could just be for a new movie that no one actually cares about, right? Like, it could just yeah. be... Could, people could just be hyping this up, making this out to be something that it's actually not. So He's like, it could be worth the wait, or it will be worth the, worth wait, the wait, but Showman 2 is not worth the wait. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. You'll just tune in, yeah. and that'll be on Thursday, so that'll be the day after you hear this, or the day after this comes Here's out. another musical. So... That's our movie news. Boom. What TV are you guys watching? I'm still watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It's still so good. It's amazing. I just watched... I've been watching One Piece. Yeah. Nice. The last episode I watched was... Um, I, I think I could say this without spoilers. It was really <sighs> trippy. Um, Which I guess is okay. a lot of parts of the show, but it was trippy involving... This it's basically this this guy, and I won't say who the guy is because that would be spoilers. Took a drink of something, basically went on this entire show review on like things that have happened when this character's conflicts, and then by the end of it, you're like, is, did that just happen, or is that all in his head? <laughs> it was really weird, and ah, uh, because you think you know, you think you know what's happening. 
And now I'm not so sure if I know what's happening. That's how I'm feeling right now. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but... Yeah, I'm in enough. Yeah. (laughs) Are you enjoying One Piece still, Joe? Very much, yeah. I'm almost... I think almost to the climax of the second big enemy pirate that they meet. Hmm. Only 80 more to go. (laughs) Yeah, I'm only on episode 12. (laughs) 80 is not even close, dude. There's like 800 plus episodes of this. I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna be I watching this be a series per eighty ep- per ten episodes. That, oh, okay, um. I got you. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> not that far off. Every five to ten episodes, probably a different pirate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna be watching this until I'm in my forties. <laughs> so next year, two years. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's fine. It's that's how long I'll be watching Shippuden. So, because I haven't even yeah. caught up more on Shippuden, I've just been watching Brotherhood. So yeah, oh, uh, mm-hmm. but I am enjoying it. It's uh, I, I'm enjoying the characters more than I thought I would, and I'm in, embracing the goofy, the goofiness of the show where it has it. Yeah, because that show's cool. a little ridiculous. As far as it, I'm I aware. mean, the main <laughs> yeah, the main character is a pirate that can't swim, and his body's made out of rubber because he ate a fruit. Yep. <laughs> That's all you yeah need to know to understand the seriousness. I didn't know that that was why he was rubbery. Yeah, he ate a devil fruit that turned him into a rubber person. That game looks really cool. The video game for One Piece. There's Is a it lot of just there's a new one. No, it looks like Spider Man. Oh, uh, he's like reaching okay. and. I was thinking you were talking about the one with all the anime people fighting each other. Oh, that looks yeah, the cool. big that crossover. One looks really cool. That's, uh, oh, what's it called? I don't know, what is it called? Something Jump, Shonen Jump. Shonen Jump, that's it, yeah. Jump Force. It's jump, called jump Force. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I it, Shonen Jump. Yeah. I'm actually very interested in that game. That game looks really cool. So, <laughs> the other one is like an open world, looks like Spider-Man, like he literally reaches from limb to limb. Wow. And it's One Piece. Yeah. <laughs> that's so silly. Yeah. That was cool. Anyways. Any other shows? That's it for me. Yeah. Oh, Joe, I was hoping you had one more. I'm about eight episodes into I The Last Kingdom. Oh, no, I haven't started it yet. Is it? Is it everything you dreamed it would be? <laughs> I'm so happy. I'll, I'll give my two criticisms, but know that I love, love this Last show. Last Kingdom, yeah. The Last Kingdom is one of my favorite shows. My, my criticisms are that there is a theme in every season, in every story arc of this show. Right. And they continue... With the same theme. So the plot for those who, who don't know, I'm going to like, you're now going to know every, every show thing. Uh, he becomes friends with the king. And then he does something for the king and goes, because I did this for you, I want something. And the king says no. And then he gets mad. And then he gets punished. And then he goes away. But inevitably ends up back with the king and does something for the king so they're friends again. Oh. Yeah. And that, that's no different. There's another theme that comes up a lot, and I won't give that one away because it's a little more spoilery. But I was that's really obnoxious as well. I other than that though, I really love the show. And they do so, like there, there's that recurring theme, but something different happens every time with this. That situation happens, 
but it always plays out differently in his life. Like things are always happening to Uhtred of Bebenbur. Yeah. Uhtred, son of Uhtred. Yes, I am Uhtred, son of Uhtred. <laughs> it's a it's a very rated R show. For those who aren't aware, think of like it's it's not as bad as Game of Thrones, but it's up there. Uh, if you watched Marco Polo on Netflix, another great show that's very similar. I got through the first season of Marco Polo and should not have. Because of similarity. It's got so much of that stuff in it. Mm. Yeah. I really enjoy The Last Kingdom. And this, this season's been no different. This has been one of... Uh, there's a lot of things that have been boiling up over the last couple seasons that are starting to kind of... For those that purpose. are... For those that need to be conscientious of it, let's go ahead and point it out. There's there's a lot of nudity. Yeah. There's a lot of nudity. I, I stopped watching Marco Polo for that. I fast forward through the scenes in in Last Kingdom because I like Last Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's still like fast forwarding still not going to completely avoid it for you. Yeah. So if yeah. that's something you I struggle mean, with, be mindful that it's there. It is not as bad as Altered Carbon. I completely didn't watch Altered Carbon because, because I knew that was there. Yeah, and yeah. I haven't watched and I haven't watched Jessica Jones because I know it's there. Game of Thrones too, yeah. And I stopped. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. But the store, all that stuff, unnecessary. Good. Yeah, it doesn't need it. I mean, this show doesn't need it either. Right. But it is. It's a great show. <laughs> I still need to watch House of Cards. That came out last week as well or two weeks ago but i i've done that and then i've been watching daredevil i have literally one episode that i'll probably watch after this podcast to do to watch and daredevil season three has been the best because all the other shows have their second season so i kind of lump this in as its second season but out of all the new second seasons of shows this daredevil has been the best one even though it's season three wow uh it's Way better than Luke Cage, which I really enjoyed. Luke Cage had a great villain, and I had a lot of fun with Iron Fist, but this is, like, on another level. I think part of it, too, is the choreography, and that has a lot to do with... The guy plays Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox. LJ helped me out with the name. He does his own stunts, I think, because he has to with the hallway scenes that are infamous, where he does these single-take fight scenes. Yeah. And I think that Iron Fist could really benefit from scenes like that where it's this long drawn out all one take scene is it really cool i think all the shows should have them yeah even if it's not a fight scene luke cage could have done really well with like a standoff that was just two people talking in a room that's all one take single take yeah yeah i i think it's really masterful and i think it's something that those shows that show does really well and that i'd like to see from other things specifically from netflix because they're the ones doing it. Like I think for anyone else, it would seem like a knockoff. Mm-hmm. But that's all the shows I've been watching. Cool. We can get into the news. Yeah. The first one we we talked about this at the top of the story. You mentioned it. I really shocked Jodie Whittaker, who plays the Doctor right now in Doctor Who, is quitting in 2019. That's just so sad. That, that yeah. you know, having all this sense. hype for the first female Doctor. Only to leave mm. so soon is sad. Yeah, so Chris Chibnall, he, I think I'm saying his last name wrong, he 
is the producer for it. And so he's really close to Jodie Whittaker. She works with him on a lot of different projects. And because he's leaving, so the producer's leaving as well. That's also big news. She's leaving as well. But I, it's really starting to cheapen the lives of the Doctor when they're gone so often. Like, we didn't get a lot of Chris, or was it Chris Capaldi? Is his name? Capaldi. Mm-hmm. Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi, who was the last Doctor. We didn't get a lot of him. He was there for a few years, but he didn't have a lot of episodes. And then Jodie Whittaker is only getting a year. I mean, it was like three years of commercials for it, advertising for her. <laughs> But a year of episodes, and then she's quitting as well. It makes the lives of the Doctor, which have been finite in the past, and they already cheated that, and now they're just running through. And we can get another actor. It's fine. It's not a big deal. It's, it's kind of a a bummer. I don't know. And Jodie Whittaker's been doing an amazing job as the Doctor so far. Yeah. <sighs> Next, I mean, they're going to start having to look for another Doctor. Already. Yeah. And then we'll have to wait a few more years until we get another. That's insane. Mm-hmm. They need to have a baby doctor. No, baby doctor. I don't know if that needs and, to happen. And name it Doctor Pooh. I don't think that needs Dr. to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. I just imagine Boss Baby. No, I've not seen Boss All Baby. I haven't hate. seen it. But just the kid, the baby. <laughs> All of my hate. <laughs> it's got a Sonic Poo driver. <laughs> okay, no. I want. Rupert Grint to play the Doctor. I don't know who who that is. Ron! He's Ron, Ron Weasley, Weasley in Harry Potter. He wouldn't do oh. it. He's having too much fun with his uh, ice cream truck. Ice cream truck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think he'd be great. He'd be a great Doctor. He's super awkward. And Matt Smith's Doctor looks in the mirror and goes, still not ginger. So it'd be cool for the Doctor oh, to finally be that, ginger. Yeah, it would be kind of funny. That's my choice. Hmm. If he's or out I it, think yeah. the new dude from Fantastic Beasts, he's probably getting paid way too much Eddie to Redmayne, do it. Yeah, he'd be a great doctor too. Mm, I love that guy. <laughs> I love Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> yeah, you watch watch the show now. Enjoy Jodie Whittaker while you can. She will not be the doctor much longer. You know, she's putting out some of the best episodes Doctor Who's ever produced. Wow, that's a bold statement. Yeah, I'll I'll stand by it. That one with. Uh, that takes place in the civil rights movement. It was really, really good. Hmm. Like one of my favorite episodes ever. And then news that's less interesting, I guess. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6 is getting renewed, which is exciting and cool, but it seems really unneeded after the send-off that the last season had. They really kind of wrapped up the show with the last season. And so I don't know if I'm super excited for this this one. Because the stories are kind of already ended for me. But apparently it has done really well, the show itself. It's done better than the Netflix shows, which I did not know. And so they've got good reason to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny because everyone thought that nobody was watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore. But apparently it's still raking in money. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought. Everyone's watching yeah. Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. And so why would you watch Agents? I mean, yeah. you could, I guess, watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But like, they're kind of separate, aren't they? They're, I mean, they're in the same universe, but they're not really super connected right they are vaguely connected vaguely. so chloe bennett okay first chloe bennett she's shared her costume uh, i was thinking of that uh and it looked cool for quake but quake or daisy actually is 
raise in the same place that Matt Murdock is raised. Oh, wow. Yeah, same church. Interesting. Huh. Mm-hmm. Kind of a cool connection between the two. And they announced that kind of when Daredevil came out. So there's small little nods to each other. Yeah. But that's about it. Okay. And then the final story, I I really planned on watching this before I gave it to you guys, but Adi Shankar has made another, he calls them bootlegs. <laughs> and the idea of bootlegs are that he takes an idea of a property and then makes it his own. Oh, man. Kind of like a bootleg. Uh, and they've been really good. The Punisher one is very Punisher, and it makes sense because it's dark and gritty. They took the Power Rangers and made it super gritty, and that's a lot of fun. If you watch it on YouTube, there's no nudity, so I would recommend watching it on YouTube. He's done the same thing with Powerpuff Girls. Oh, man. Which, the whole idea of these is to take something light and fun, lighthearted, and make it dark and gritty, kind of like Hollywood's been doing, only be more extreme about it and obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Look at, like, what they did to Superman. Superman didn't need to be dark and gritty, but... But they did it anyway. Kind of. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that's kind of his knock against it. But he makes really good shows. And I, I did skim through it. I didn't see it, like I said, all the way through. It reminds me more of a Charlie's Angels than anything else. They look like Charlie's Angels. But I don't know. I I figured I would share that with everyone because the last one was really good. Because I was hoping I could see it before I tell you you should watch it. But... I'm I'm pretty sure it's probably fun probably good at the very least quality yeah dark and gritty be be prepared for that it is not Cartoon Network's Powerpuff Girls and his plan is to ruin your childhood so <laughs> be prepared for that <laughs> and then that's that's the end of the podcast unless you guys are geeking out about anything else uh I do need to mention one thing yeah I don't know if I'll be on for a couple weeks oh. Yes. I am I've taken a new job. I will begin uh next week. So I am still at at the point that we are recording this episode tonight, I'm still hoping for a place to stay. <laughs> this time in a week I will have my first work day under my belt, but I don't know how anything's gonna look with the move and the job change mm-hmm. for the next couple weeks at least, I think. So if you don't see me on, that's that's probably why. Okay. And prayers appreciated for yeah, this whole definitely. thing. Totally. The podcast team wishes you luck and is praying for you, yeah. Joe. Thank it's you been all. So good. Yeah. Yeah. LJ is filling in on praying plays on Sunday nights. Yeah. So they're Please happening stop by and see him if you get a chance. Offer up some prayer requests. Hang out for a little bit. I I love that portion of the ministry and like just being so displaced right now. I I can't commit to it. And uh, it's super cool that LJ's picking that up for me. Yeah. You geeking out about anything else, Shelly? Uh, I don't know if geeking out is quite the right term, but we, uh, our school's entire music department, so band, orchestra, all of our choirs, because we have multiple choirs, just performed our very big Christmas concert yesterday. So Ooh. that's really fun. Um, not Not really geeky, but just sort of, you know, very praiseworthy, because it was... Yeah. Super duper fun. We we work a lot um, to make sure it sounds good, and we go into Benaroya Hall, which is one of the really big um, concert halls uh, in Seattle. If people have ever heard of it, 
Um, yeah, and we go in there and we perform and huh, it's just really, really fun. And it was a blast to just like all, like an entire concert hall, every seat sold out, singing Joy to the World and Silent Night and stuff like that was really cool. So cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That really got me to transition into Christmas mode after Thanksgiving mode. So yeah. 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 That's good. Remember, everybody, if you want to ask us questions on the podcast that you'd like us to answer, you can do so by emailing us at podcast at geeksundergrace.com. We'd love to answer your questions, whether it be on faith or anything in the industry. Uh, we, we love getting to answer your questions. So do that. Email us. Yeah. Talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's the show. Joe, where can they find you at? Find me on Twitter, Joe Knows Games. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at TheShellShock24 and still playing through Undertale uh, Tuesday nights at uh, twitch.tv slash geeksundergrace. Cool. You can find me on Twitter at CodyArmor. Keep praying. Keep playing. And God bless. Peace. Bye-bye.